wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Oh, it's upside down. Boom. And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash. The nonsensical podcast where we talk wrestling, professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. I am one of your co-hosts today, Nick Anicelli, joined aside as always with my fellow trash boy, Lou. You know, the world podcasting champion, Lou, the man from the BX, Lou. How you doing today, bro? Wonderful, bro. Fantastic. I just wanted to put this up here. Because we have some people out there, some fellow podcasters, who feel like they have a stake and claim to this title. And I just want you to know that it's going to take a lot, a lot, for any of you to take this away from me. I want you to understand this. So Top Rope Squishy, Mind Runner, if you're hearing this, if you're seeing this, understand that you will never take this belt away from me. Do you understand? Never. Never. But besides that, everything is everything. Everything is lovely. We're here on another Trash Tuesday doing Wrestling is Trash episode 151. Lou from the BX, you already know, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. And uh, I'm good. Everything's great. Keto's great. I'm up for two promotions at my job. Uh, Fuck yeah. uh, Let's go. I'm just ready. I'm ready to move on in that place and move up in that place and start making some of that motherfucking real money. Yeah. That real money. Yep. One of them things, money does make the world go around. Money does make the world Absolutely. go around. As much as, people, much as people don't want to admit it from time to time. It's certainly true, though. Oh, yeah. I'm so trying to go on another cruise, bro. I was over here looking at uh, my my girl sent me a link to Virgin Cruises. It's an adult, it's adult only cruise, so it's no kids. Okay. So it's just a bunch of adults on a cruise. Uh, and it goes from, well, the one I was looking at, it goes from Miami to Fort Lauderdale to Bohemi and then back to Miami. So, um, it's four nights, but I was looking at that shit and I was like, yo, this is kind of affordable and I could even break the payments down, but I should probably start making more money before I book this next cruise. Like for real, <laughs> cause that's just going to make things so much better. But bro, have when you I ever went, been on a cruise? Yeah, I went last oh. year and, uh, it, they're so much fun. It's so much fun. Listen, I. I had my first maiden voyage last year in September. I went to my first cruise. I went on my first cruise. And it was fucking... Dude, I caught COVID. Totally worth it. It was totally <laughs> worth catching COVID for that shit. Uh, it was fantastic, bro. Royal Caribbean, Queen of the Seas. The ship was gigantic. There was just so much to do. And uh, I definitely, if you're going to do that, I highly recommend you get the drink package. Oh, 100%. Um, I was the first... Me, so it was me and my girl, uh, my boy and his girl, and we were literally the first four to get a drink yep. on the uh, on the boat because we dropped our bags off at the room, and everyone was we kind of we had the early boarding time, and was, so mind you, it was like ten in the morning, and we were like, "Fuck, it, let's go get a drink." I was like Absolutely. halfway buzzed. I was halfway buzzed before we even left. 
Absolutely. That was the first thing we boarded, I think, like at four or maybe five, something like that. And that's the first thing we did. We got our bags. We were like, all right, let's go to the room and uh, let's get a fucking drink. And then we went to the buffet. But the the drink pass when we bought it was like 289 bucks, I think. I think it was 280 something. Yeah. Um, and I will I I'm pretty sure that that first night I drank about $167 of, of alcohol. So Oh yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah, for anyone listening, as you can tell, a cruise is definitely the freaking way to go. There's so much oh, yeah. fun. And the good thing about a cruise, I don't know how it was for you, is obviously like unless like you like you live in Florida, so a good like poor area, but like me, um, we flew to Florida to get out of there. But besides like airfare and maybe a hotel on the front end and back end, like I guess what I'm getting is once you get on the boat, at that point it's just spending money. Yeah. Like, because you buy the drink package before, the food's obviously there and stuff. So that's the big thing. Like, with a cruise is if you if you can put down that money in the beginning, like, once you're there, you really don't have to spend a lot. Yeah, money. and just pro tip, even if you, you're not a drinker, like, you're, like, a social drinker or you, you don't even, even if you don't like alcohol, think about getting the drink package anyway. Because everything's included. Coffee, water, soda. Yeah, Coke. You know water mm-hmm. whatever and you can go to any bar that's set up anything and be like can i have four waters you swipe your card and they go here you go i cannot tell you how many people i saw livid at these bars with getting their bar tab because they were bro getting a drink and paying getting a drink and paying and i was like they were getting fleeced so i was like dude ain't no way so just a recommendation if you're gonna go on a cruise get the drink package even if you're not a big drinker trust me when you when it's two thirty in the morning and you can go to the Starbucks on the ship and get you a nice big fucking latte and you ain't got to shell out no money, all you got to do is swipe your card because the shit's already paid for. Shit's the bomb. Yep, 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 yep. And then uh, one last thing I just wanted to plug before we get going, just because I don't know about you, I know you are a fan, but I'm getting like extremely excited for football mm-hmm. to start. Like extremely excited and. Uh, so one thing, like, I guess my girls never got to experience up, for those who don't know, I'm a very, very big Patriots fan. Um, I only live, like, well, not live now. I'm in California, but 30 minutes from the stadium back home. And we've gone to games together, and she sees how into it I get every Sunday. But every game she's ever been to was an away game. Um, but when I get back to California, we're going to take time off to go back home home. And we're going to a Sunday night game, actually, uh, week two, Dolphins. Nice. Pick. Yeah, so I'm excited for her to see. The, she's seen the stadium because we went last time I was home. But see the stadium, like, for a game, the tailgate part and all that. So with, like, a bunch of my boys and shit. So pretty amped for that. Yeah, man. Just because I fucking I, I love football. Dope. So I'm excited. My, um, yeah. my I want to say this again. I, I hate to. My girl, she is a Bills fan. And she's also a Oof. solo traveler. So she just bought her tickets for the Bills game in London. So she's going to London oh, and she's yeah, going to go to London and see the Bills, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. Um, I've never, uh, obviously, I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever been either, but 
uh, Pat McAfee because they, they talked about it on his show. And he, he got to go, but he was a player and said it was just like a super cool experience. And same thing, kind of like wrestling. Like the fans are just yeah. great and things like that because, you know, they don't get it every day like we do. You know, that's where we have that sense of entitlement. Um, yeah. And then um, I don't know if I guess I'm plugging his, his show here, but we got a discount on our tickets because I think it's either 10 or 15% off. But if you go to SeatGeek, which I'm actually a big mm. fan of there. I got to check that out. I don't know if you've ever bought tickets. Yeah, I'm a big fan of SeatGeek. Um, but if you just go to any of his episodes, like from the day, like in the the bio, it has the code. No. And it was we got 15% Shit. off for our tickets. Nice. You, just need a, you just need a new account. So she, I already had an account. She didn't have one, so she just downloaded the app, got it. And because we got four tickets, one of my buddies and his wife were coming in. Uh, but yeah. So we save the um the thing. One thing though about so just for thing, you for you yeah. or anyone else in general. One thing about football is just like I've been to a few games. Like I, I used to be a Jets fan, so I used to see the Jets twice a year because uh, they come to Miami, obviously two times a year. Yeah. Um, I really, bro, I really just like watching the games at home. Like, especially like going to my boy's house. And just hanging out over there, and we have a couple drinks, and the grill gets fired up, and we just watch the fucking game. He's got an eighty-inch fucking TV. I've got well, I had a fifty-five-inch, yeah. but I downgraded with a for better resolution. Um, I have my but my TV's awesome. Um, and just watching it, I don't know, bro. I just drive into the fucking arena and the parking. It's because the traffic here is horrendous, bro. Like we went to the Knicks Heat game, and it was a it was a nightmare to get out of there. That's why everyone's always late. It was a <laughs> nightmare to get out of there, bro. Like, it was horrific. And it's just like, it, it, I would just rather watch it at the house, bro. I really would. Or or at a friend's. Yeah, no, I definitely. Well, no, because I'll say this. So, my favorite sport to watch live, like, in person is basketball. I love football, but something about basketball games are dope. But, yeah, with football, like, so me, like, coming from a bigger Italian family, like, growing up. We would have, like, Sunday dinner, but it was realistically at, like, one thirty. But, like, the whole family would be together. And we'd have, like, our pasta, meatballs, whole thing. And then, like, watch the Pats as a family. Yeah. And even, like, now, like, in Cali, even, well, with the time difference, they come on at 10. But just having, like, a breakfast burrito and, like, coffee and just watching your team, like, from the couch. Yeah, it's definitely I still, relaxing. I still can't. I, can't, I don't understand how football so early, bro. For me, football is 1 o'clock and 3.30. Like that's and then obviously the yeah, night games, no. but like ten o'clock in the I'll morning. Tell you, that's, that's, the number, that's nuts. That's the number one thing. I, whenever I leave California, that'll be the number one thing I miss the most. Sports in general, because like little things like so the Pats come on at ten usually because they're you know Northeast team, and it works out perfect because I get I bought like the league pass, but like I said, yeah, just ten, and the game's over by like one o'clock the latest. Yeah. So it's good if you're like. Like, cause there are days where we'll want to go do shit, and it's like I watch the game, but then I still up yeah. all day. The only time where it's a, honestly a pro and a con, and it's kind of like what I was texting you the other day, um, with like a big show in London, is the time. So like the Super Bowl, like the Super Bowl in California comes on at three thirty, so I'm home and everything by like seven thirty the latest, and it's just weird because I'm driving home and like the sun's wow. still up. I don't know when you think like WrestleMania, the Super Bowl. I guess mostly those two because they're usually outdoor. 
But you think like well, yeah, I, I complain to you every fucking time I get out on one of these AEW shows and it's goddamn twelve thirty in the morning. Yeah, like see, for me, it's like nine nine thirty. <laughs> that'd be great. Still get my whole eight hours of sleep. Yeah, that'd after. be fantastic, bro. I, if if I had that, I wouldn't have that problem with work. Like, I had to ask for Monday off because I knew I was going to the yeah. theater for Forbidden Door. I knew there was dude, there was no way I was gonna. I want to watch the scrum. I want to watch the post the post wrap up show that I listened mm-hmm. to. Like I wanted to do all that, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to work. But if I get out at nine, that'd be yeah. great. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, it's just, yeah, because um, yeah, it's just it, it's awesome. But uh, I think we can get into it. So for everyone today, just before we kind of I'll kind of te- plug what we're talking today. Obviously, over the weekend we had the Money in the Bank show. So we're going to speak that. But then, as we've been saying, it's our mid-year award show. So I want to get your confetti out, get your suits, get your ties on. You know, we're going to be giving out awards. Oh, yeah. You know, the trash awards or whatever. The trashies. We, I don't know if we have a name for them. But yeah, the trashies. Yeah, the trashies are today. So be prepared for that. So stay tuned for that. But we just got one piece of... Uh, News. I'm gonna let Lou plug this. Yeah, one. we really we didn't really delve too much into news today because it's just, news is all starting to blow their lines between, you know, kayfabe and reality and, and people's opinions instead of news. So there was one thing we didn't do it last week because I honestly I forgot about it. But I wanted to nominate someone for trash tweet of the week, and it's not so much a trash tweet. Um, because usually I'd like to take a just a completely ignorant thing as our inaugural Val Venus tweet was just completely that was completely <laughs> trash. Um, and it was well yeah. worth the moniker. But this is just more of like an asinine old man yelling at cloud moment. And we have our good friend ECW legends, former ECW tag team champion, former ECW champion, PJ Palaco, aka just incredible who on Wednesday night decided to tweet out. Well, he retweeted someone who we've referenced on this show before, which is the account Vince McMahon's thoughts. So obviously that account is a little bit biased towards WWE. And this person tweeted out. Yeah. Um, he tweeted out a, a clip of the Moxley and uh, the Ishii match. Um, and he said, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen, pal. And it was the part of the match where Moxley and each clotheslined each other and collapsed into each other. And Just Incredible retweeted that. And what he wrote in it was, I am not saying I'm better than these guys, but this has never happened to me in my 30 plus years, not even once WTF. And, you know, when I see stuff like this, it just, it, it, it like, it irritates me because... I have I have some people who I know who are WWE like heavy. They don't care about EC. They don't care about AEW. They don't care about Impact. They don't care about anything else except WWE because that's all they care about. And again, I've said it a million times on this show. That's fine. But when I get annoyed is when they see something online or they see something from one of their shows that they watch that's completely WWE biased, and then they want to send it to me like, what's going on here in the AEW? Look at this dumb shit. (laughs) And it's like, did you watch it yourself? Do you even know what it is you're sending? Do you even know the people in the match that you're watching? Like, do you even know them? 
So like, why are you sending this shit to me? It's almost like I gotcha. And, and that shit gets on my nerves. And that's like, that's the vibe that I got from this. Like, I don't even think he watched that match. Yeah. Because he just saw that clip and ran with that clip and, and retweeted it. And and the tweet itself is innocuous. It's like not the, you know, it's not the worst tweet I've seen, but the comments. Because he's responding to a bunch of people. And it's just, he's just reinforcing the fact that he did not watch this fucking match. Because there ain't no way. That spot was perfectly explained when you watched the match. The guys were exhausted. They collapsed into each other. You can see from the crowd reaction, the crowd was going nuts. So, and that match was awesome. So I don't know what this guy's problem is. Uh, I don't, I didn't even really know he was tweeting like that because I've never seen his Twitter before, but BJ Palago, you are now inducted into the trash hall of fame with this trash tweet of the week. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something. And it's just like, so I guess not to go on the soapbox here, but we, cause we've talked about this before in the group chat numerous of times it was you and I and it's like sometimes like I think we all because it's just life we all have an opinion and we all have the right to criticize well you know the match was good but I wish this would have happened or this and that's more fantasy booking than criticizing I would say but some people just take every fuck like dog this is a match on AEW Dynamite you know it's not like this was at like double or nothing like are we really gonna get that political or not political, but you know what I mean. Debate over, like, just a TV match. You know what I mean? Like, people are just like, like, brother. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Yeah, again, it's it, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. He wasn't going crazy or anything like that. But I just saw that, and I was like, bro, it, you did you? Because I was watching that match. The only reason I saw this shit was because I was watching that match and I wanted to see people's reaction online because that was the first match of the show. It was like, it opened the show. So I was just like, I didn't pay much attention to it in the beginning and then they were just going in and then I was like into the match and I wanted to get on Twitter to see what people were saying and I saw that and I was like, fucking really, dude? Like, come on, man. It's so, so stupid, bro. People just, I don't know, whatever. I just, again... If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. It's not going to hurt you to not watch it. Just watch the shit you like. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. Keep, and, that, and that's the thing. Just keep the, the comments like to yourself, especially if you're like a biased watcher. You know what I mean? Because the like, glue and I will text each other all the time and like be like, what the fuck was this that happened on Raw? But then we're like, what the fuck was this that happened on Dynamite? Yeah. You know, but we're not over here clamorating online with our. Twitter and Instagram pages for either our personal or the the, the show and being like, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, like I post stuff all the time, but I I try to make sure that it's if I have a yeah. criticism, it's if I have praise, if I have criticism, it's it's in like humor. I'm not yeah, like exactly. really bitching or calling out spots because obviously I can't do any of that shit. So I'm yeah, not gonna exactly. be like, oh, he fucked. Like yeah. perfect example, the we'll talk about it in a minute here. The fucking Logan Paul Ricochet. Ricochet. I could have clipped that and put it online and be like, oh, you see, you guys are always bitching about AEW botches. Look at this botch. And and I know mm-hmm. I've probably seen that on there. I just kept scrolling because I didn't want to like, I don't want to click like on it or heart that shit because then my people see it. I don't even want to spread it anymore. Yeah. So, but I could have done that. I didn't because why? Shit happens, bro. Wrestling is, these guys are doing shit, bro. 
they they did a spot where they fell from a fucking ladder onto the top rope. That bounces. They were trying to land on the top rope and Spanish fly off the top rope, landing off a ladder. That's what they were attempting to do. Which would so, have been sick if it would have hit. Like they got yeah, it like halfway, and it still and it still looked good, like decent. Yeah, like it looked decent. You know, Ricochet literally grabbed Logan Paul. Was like, nah, fuck that. We're doing this. He, if you watch it, he was like, nope, we're fucking doing this spot, and he forced him into the Spanish flying. There. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Well, crazy. I guess we might as well dive into it now because I have a yep. thought on it. So now we're going to transition to the part where we go through the show. Um, so the opening show, men's money in the bank match. Highly sought after match because of a certain individual in the match. Um, but the winner coming out victorious was Damian Priest of the Judgment Day, defeating Logan Paul, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Butch, Santos Escobar, and the heavily favorited L.A. Knight. Now, before we dive into yeah, before we dive into the LA Knight aspect of things and the Damian Priest winning, kind of stick on the Logan Paul thing. Dog, what I like, kind of liked about this match with Logan Paul is he had some good spots, as always, but kind of got the shit kicked out of him this match. Like, he, yeah. like, trying to, I guess, like, respect for him from this match, because, like, he took a lot of spots. Like, you know, he easily could have been like, hey, I'm the celebrity here. There's six other dudes. I can just kind of do my big splash somewhere in the club. But he, because he posted photos online after, I think, uh, on his Instagram. And his back was pretty fucking banged up. And uh, yeah, I thought Ricochet looked phenomenal, though, in this match. I thought Ricochet had a great showing, as I feel he usually does. Yeah. But I guess even like Butch, like no one really looked bad in this match, in my opinion. Right. Um but man, LA Knight did not get that victory. And thumbs down for me to, on that one. Yeah, and it's just I'm trying to think how to word this because I love Damian Priest. We preach Damian Priest. We're big fans of Damian Priest. So we're happy for Damian Priest. And he's put in a lot of work in the past yeah. year, just in general. Like just from when he's been on the main roster, was a US champion, then did the stuff with Bad Bunny. A twice times two and then in the shitty part of the judgment day now they're over so i get, like saying all that it makes sense as to why he won and now there's tension there's been tension the past like month or so between him and balor which we'll speak on later in that match yeah. so like that's a thing but and la Knight though is just so hot and like priest Priest didn't need the briefcase to kind of to get where he would be going with this, but and I guess Triple H said in the press conference after mm-hmm. like, "Good things come to those who's wait. Be patient. Be yeah. patient. Blah blah blah." Um, I don't think this is like it for LA Knight. Like I don't see him not being on TV or anything. But I don't know, man. You had lightning in a bottle, and I'm really because. I don't know. I was just really because there was that one point in the match where I guess they did it where he was up there and I was like, "Yep, this is fucking it." Yeah, and then I thought Priest that was it. With, and then when Priest hit him with the Falcon Arrow, was yeah, he hit him with the Falcon Arrow right yeah. off it. I was like, "Nah, he ain't getting up from that." Like, I could see if he just shoved him down or something. But when he hit that, right. I was like, "Nah, like Priest, Priest gonna win this thing." Right when he hit it, I was like, "Damn." 
Because he, bro, okay. LA Knight was right, like he, it was right there. I thought I was just like, oh shit, I, I was, I saw him sliding the thing off, and Priest came out of nowhere, bro. Yeah, and I think, but I don't know. What are you? I guess your thoughts on like LA Knight, like not getting. Um, like, what do you again? What do you really see happening from this? What do you really see the fallout being for LA Knight? Like, what's next for him? Yeah. So as far as LA Knight goes, he's gonna be fine. Like. It would have been a I okay. Obviously, I wanted him to win. That was my pick to win this match was LA Knight. Um, I thought we both picked LA Knight. Shit. Um, and he's gonna be fine. Like, I don't think at this point they cannot hear those pops and mm-hmm. kind of let it fall to the wayside. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna do that. I don't think they can do that. Um, they're gonna figure something out for him. I just don't think that they've got it exactly figured out. The problem is that he's stuck on SmackDown. So yeah. he's a SmackDown guy, and you're not going to have him go feud with Roman because Roman's busy right now. They got a whole bloodline shit going on. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any time to beat this. You know, there's no way to sneak LA Knight into that without fucking up the whole the whole vibe of that. So um, what I think they should do with him is have him take that fucking U.S. title off of Austin Theory. That's because what I Austin too. Theory ain't doing a goddamn thing with that belt. He's not doing shit. He's doing nothing. So yeah. why not have them feud? LA, can you imagine, bro? LA Knight's over as shit, and everybody hates Austin Theory. That's like yes. the perfect combination of heel that everybody wants to boo and guy that everybody wants to cheer. So have him win the U.S. title. Have him go on a little run with that shit, and you know, change it up. Because what are you really doing with Austin Theory anyway? Nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. Because he defended the title the other night against Ridge, and it seems like, and that's what I'm hoping they divert to, because it seems like right now they're building towards Sheamus and Theory, which could be a good match and all that. And if that's what's at SummerSlam, it's what it is. But if that is the case at SummerSlam, it's got to be LA Knight right after. Yeah, Because LA Knight slowly, he made that natural transition from heel to babyface. Like, LA Knight's a babyface now. Maybe on their paper, he's still a heel, but. My man's a my man's a big face. Even the things he's saying in his promos and all that, because people were saying him and Logan Paul, but I'm like fifty fifty with it. Because one, I'd rather see Logan Paul and Ricochet. And based off the match, the natural feud seems to be more of a Ricochet Logan Paul anyway, if Logan Paul is even gonna have a match at SummerSlam. Um but LA Knight would be good too because of the publicity that he would get yeah. from it. I mean, they can have a they can have a blow off match at SummerSlam between Logan Paul and LA Knight, you know, just because he's not going to stick around. He's not going to be every week on SmackDown, like yeah, you know, he's going to show up when he shows up. Yeah, so if they did that at SummerSlam, I'd be fine with that. But you got to capitalize here, and this is where, when it comes to the Vince Triple H thing, is where you'll see who's really controlling what here. Because Triple H, like, he's always capitalized off of shit like this. Like, all right, this dude's hot. Like, whether I like it or not, you got to do something with it. You saw that in NXT days, you know what I mean? Where Vince is like, like, they got forced. The two times where the fans really took over and got forced, where Vince was like, fuck. Probably like, fuck, I have to do this. Was when Brian Danielson was going for the title and Kofi was going for the title. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But... 
people are already saying like LA Knight should win the Rumble, blah blah blah. And I, I don't, I don't go that far. I think no. that Rumble's for anyone. It's for Gunther, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah he should definitely win, one hundred percent. Yeah, that that's who it should be. But overall, I thought it was a good match. I liked it. Um, good spots. You know, though. One thing I wanted to doing. say. One thing I wanted to say about this match was. Again, I, I bitched when Logan Paul was announced and everyone's having qualifying matches and this guy just shows up and he's like, oh, I'm in Money in the Bank, hey, because I'm Logan Paul. But let me tell you something. That dude, he, his selling, he sells better than some wrestlers that have been wrestling for like 15 years. He's like when when Damian Priest hit him with that fucking elbow when he jumped off the top of the when he jumped off over the top rope and Damian Priest oh, was yeah. sitting there on the yeah. ground and he hit him in the face with that fucking elbow. Bro, I thought he broke his nose. Like I thought Damian Priest legit broke his nose cuz the way he went down, I was like, "Oh shit, that's a that's a botch. That didn't look good. That was not good." And then when they showed the replay, I was like, "No, Damian hit him right here. Perfectly safe." He hit him with a perfectly safe elbow. He did the slap, and Logan was just selling. He tricked me. He fucking tricked me with his selling. He was very fucking awesome with that shit. Yeah, I'm going to say this with Logan Paul now, and some, like, true, true diehards might not like my opinion, but I'm with it now. Every match he's been in, he's delivered. Yeah. So not saying I'm going to be amped for a Logan Paul match. Depend, like, I'm not going to lie. If him and Ricochet fight, like, I'll be a little amped for that. Just to think of the crazy shit they'll do. But besides that, like, the dudes kind of gave you no reason to not be like, oh, okay, Logan Paul's on this card. Like, cool. Like, that's how I feel about it, at least. Like, Yeah, I, cool. think, I think he's done a tremendous job of, like, making me not like him, which is his job. He's a heel. So yeah. he's supposed to be not liked. So when he gets announced for shit, I'm like, ugh. This fucking guy. I don't want to see this guy, but he has tremendous matches and he has tremendous spots. And every bro, I, you know, for example, Shinsuke. I love Shinsuke, but my God, some of those kicks that he does, they look so fake. Mm -hmm. Like some of his kicks look so fucking fake. He does a lot of like, um, like the flying knee that he did at one point in that match, it, it it looked very bad. A lot of those high kicks, roundhouses that he does, you can tell that it, they look super fake. Like you can see that he's trying not to, you know, kill somebody with a an actual roundhouse kick. So it just looks when it hits, it hits soft. Yeah, Logan Paul, everything that he does looks good. It's crisp. His frog splash is good. He's got a good a punch. Like he he throws good punches. Um, when he hits the mat, he hits the mat right. You know what I mean? He sells very well. Like, dude, he's yeah. he's good. He's very, very fucking good for being a now, celebrity. Like, I gotta give him all the props in the world. He's very, very good. Now, one question about him before we move on to our next match. But so Logan Paul's wrestled probably around like eight matches now. So. What's your favorite spot though of his? Because that's where his that's his his oh, thing, yeah, the, which I like though. Spot. Yeah, the ricochet, the ricochet collision, that was fucking so crazy. That, that one, it's that. But then I still like that frog splash with Roman with recording on the phone. Oh yeah, and like yeah, that was that, good. that 
that's a big one, yeah. So we'll, we'll see where they go next. I'm assuming, regardless, of LA, Logan Paul's next thing is probably either Ricochet or LA Knight, though. I guess maybe we'll see something tonight. Right. Uh, but moving on, not much to talk about in the match, um, but it's more what happened at the end of the match and the title. But we have new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, get their titles back from Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. But at the cost of Shayna Baszler attacking her so-called best friend, Ronda Rousey, from literally out of nowhere and from behind and at the end of the match. Um, my initial thoughts are kind of like why, because as Lou, I, Lou and I were kind of saying in the pre-show that usually you see when a turn's coming and it's not necessarily a bad thing when you see something coming like that, but we didn't see this like at all. Like, this would have been the match, like, oh, there's nothing I need to see in this match, is what I would have thought. I guess technically you needed to see something in the end, but, uh, yeah, what was your, you know, your initial reaction? Now you want to know why? That. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, pal, because it's <laughs> such good shit. That's why. My thing with this match is this. Why? So, Shayna turns on Ronda, like, after, I don't know. Eight minutes of a fucking wrestling match. Yeah. If you're going to do that, why not just go out there, have your introductions, have Raquel and Liv come out, do your introductions. They ring the bell. Shayna attacks Ronda from behind. She attacks her from behind right at the beginning of the match, stomps her out, puts her in the Karafuta clutch while Liv stands there and Raquel stands there like, what the fuck's going on? And then do the same finish. Raquel gets in there, Tahana bombs her, picks her up, throws her into the fucking oblivion. Boom, new champions. Like, yep. why? I just don't understand the psychology of having a match, going back and forth with someone, getting your ass kicked, tagging your partner, having your partner come in. Then she tags you back in, and you guys are having a match. And then out of nowhere, you have the upper hand because Raquel's beat up on the on the side of the ring. And Liv is there like, oh, fuck, I'm in here with Ronda now. And Ronda's literally stalking her about to, like, you know, finish her off. And then you attack her from behind. Like, I don't I don't understand the reasoning behind that. But um, I'm sure there's a reason why. Maybe we'll find out tonight. Shayna will say whatever. But yeah, cause, um, why didn't they just – they should have just done it at the beginning and not had that match. Yeah, and it's just – I don't know. It's It's always – it's always something to like, kind of like, why, why, why? But, because uh, I think a perfect example of doing it right away that worked out perfect was if you remember when Dakota Kai was in the, the war games and when she right. called to come out, she just turned around and fucking Tegan Knox. Yeah. If you remember that. Great so NXT that was moment. A That's a classic NXT moment right yeah. there. Yeah. I love Dakota Kai. I just. Did you see that group text with her, the damage control group text? No. Or no. Um, So, Bailey, so it's the three of them. It's an actual text because Dakota Kai put it up. The reason I say that is because Bailey's name in Dakota's phone is Pam. And it's funny because Io Shirai is literally Io Shirai. Yeah. But anyway, um, she, Bailey, sent a screenshot. Sent a photo of like her and EO from SmackDown and said, We miss you, Charlie. 
And then she's like, uh, Dakota responded to them saying, like, miss you guys too. Like, I'm cheering for both of you. Blah, blah, blah. And then Io Shirai's like, we miss you, Charlie. And yeah. then, um, but yeah. So, I don't know, man. I really don't have much more to say. All I'm going to say is, in my, my opinion, these women's tag titles are, like, dead and gone. Like, at this point. Like, there's only... And the people who are the champs, and I'll mind you, everyone knows I'm a massive Liv fan. But there's only two people I really want to see with these titles, and it's Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Right. So it's like, right. but regardless, like Liv and Raquel, because they said it in their press conference after, was we they named all these teams on all three different shows. Like, they need to have one team set to the side who's like a no-shit team that's going to take the titles from them. But we need more than like a 60-day title reign. Not saying they need to go on a reign for a year, but fuck. Three months of continuously develop, defending those titles. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And I thought that's what Ronda and Shayna were going to do. But as we're seeing, Ronda kind of has a hard out with WWE. Um, I think she's yeah, just kind of over it. And Again, yeah. And we, we talked about that before the show. That was the news that came out afterwards. Because everybody was like, what the fuck? What was that? Because it was very out of nowhere. And then it turns out Rhonda has a hard out clause in her contract. And I guess she wants to not wrestle anymore. So she wants out. And I guess she's going to finish up with Shayna. And and after that, she'll be gone for a while, forever. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I don't like that shit either. Because it kind of seems like she's quitting. Isn't she the one who pushed for these fucking titles? Like they re- they yeah. worked this whole thing around for her so that they could get this tag team title run, and now I yeah. guess I, I I don't know. I mean I'm I don't know if maybe they but, didn't have like a real plan for them going forward, and maybe she didn't like where it was going or whatever. And she's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I just I'm I'm done. So let's just yeah, you know, let's so, let's just finish this thing. So what I'm hoping comes from this is Shayna defeats Ronda, puts her over on her way out, right? Um, they have just a good fight. Ronda either passes out or taps out. And then I want to see, even though I know she, she's not going to win, but Shayna and Rhea Oof. run that back. Because now you have Shayna's got a definitive win under her belt. Rhea needs challengers. She's defending against Natalia again tonight. Like, no disrespect to Natalia. Fuck out of here. But Rhea, like I'll say this, since Rhea's gotten the no shit world women's title, she hasn't really done much with it. Yeah. They're playing too much on this Dom stuff, which I get it. They might be trying to save save Rhea because they're trying to go with her in the long call. But dog, like you gotta have Matt because she's gonna hold the title till Mania. Rhea, a hundred percent gonna hold that title yeah. till Mania, whether she wins or loses there. Like my man, you got a lot of shows between now and then. You know, like she's she's gotta gotta start defending it. So right. Like at SummerSlam, she needs to be def- I she has to defend it. There's no reason at SummerSlam she needs to be friggin' just in Dom's corner. Like right. she needs she's the star too. That's the thing. And has good matches. So maybe there's a nagging injury or something we're not you know, because her last I don't even think so. Against, I don't even yeah, think so. Because her last defense was the end of May. Wasn't it Natalia? Oh, it was Natalia. Yeah, so she realistically went the whole month of June without defending it, which is fine, like, whatever. Because there really wasn't a pay-per-view in the month of June. But, okay, now she's like, something's going to happen after this match with Natalia. 
It can't just be as simple as re- they fight again. Because now what? Now you're going to have a competitive match, too, when you squashed her. So yeah. whatever route they go, they go. Whatever. But someone's got to come out there and, like, challenge after this. Yeah, she already like, fucking destroyed her at, uh, what was yeah, that shit? Yeah, like, this can't. This what can't, was that like, match this, that she. Like, bad, in my opinion, bad booking here would be they have a match. Even if they have a legit match, that's fine. Even though she's already squashed her. Whatever. But it real wins and then it just goes to commercial. Like you need to see the next challenger tonight. That was in Cardiff, right? That was in Cardiff. No, she just Saudi. fucking just threw her into the stairs and fucking destroyed her. In Saudi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. just. Uh, I, I just. Again, we we seem to do the same thing every episode where I have to put this out into the air with people, and I don't understand why Tony Khan. Well, Tony Khan's not in WWE, but. Maybe Triple H needs to start fucking watching Wrestling is Trash because, bro, you have, and I know you just put the fucking titles on them, so there goes the Raquel idea that I had. But you got all these women on the roster, bro. You Can you just, why is Rhea not in any kind of real feud, bro? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe now with Shayna, they can do something with her. But then you're going to have heel versus heel. So it's. You need a fucking ba- like Raquel is the perfect baby face to go against Rhea. Yeah. And again, Lacey Evans is doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And she's There's a lot of them. A badass. Why not have her? She doesn't have to beat Rhea. I'm not saying she has to beat her. Yeah. But why not have her go in there and have competitive matches with fucking Rhea Ripley? What's going to be the harm have, in that? You have other people too who like come and go like Zia Lee. Okay, even yeah, where is she? Lose, yeah, like throw Zaylee in there. She looks good, you know. I, she's not bad in the ring, but whatever. Tegan Knox, um, like Tegan Knox, you brought her up. Where the fuck is she? Yeah, like Shotzi. Here's my thing: when it comes to the women, like especially if they're going for Rhea, like say I think Shotzi might be SmackDown exclusive. But if Shotzi showed up on my TV tonight to fight Rhea, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, she's on SmackDown because I really don't yeah. give a fuck more. Yeah, about I don't care anymore it, about that. Yeah, the Don't only time the, it really ever gripes me. The only time it really ever gripes me was when you're going, like, when Roman. Even though I liked who it was, but like when Roman was champ and Seth came over to challenge him, and it's like, dude, you got all these guys on your own show that can fight him. Why does it have to be right. Seth? Like that's time. But anyway, um, next after that, we had an intercontinental title match. Gunther retained against Matt Riddle. Hard hitting match. Um, I think we all knew the outcome coming into it. Uh, I wouldn't say, I, yeah, it was a good match. Um, I honestly had a lot more expected for this because Riddle's a hard hitting guy too. So I thought this was going to be better. Maybe I had too many expectations for it, but not bad overall. Like I would never yeah. say it was a bad match, but most importantly, after we get the return of Drew McIntyre. Now, as we said on this show last week, um, to throw it out there, we thought Drew was going to return to be Seth's next challenger, get him right there in the world title picture, whatever it be. Um, but him and Gunther, I'm for it. It's just the thing I don't like about it going into it is I don't think it would just be a one-off, but I think Drew could be the one to beat him, but everyone keeps forgetting that they have plans for Gunther to beat Honky Tonk's record. And I think I saw the date recently. It's like September 3rd. So that would mean... Two pay-per-views. Be, 
Yeah, that there's means two pay per views before that streak is broken. So, are yeah, you telling me you're gonna beat Drew twice? Because that's yeah, not gonna well, work. Because I think you got payback on like the eighth of September, and then SummerSlam's like the fifth. Yeah, there's two pay per views so, before that honky tonk record's broken. So I'm curious so. where they go with it. Um, I think the two of them will have a good match for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, and then Triple H squashed the rumors. I don't know if you saw that from the hit the press conference on Drew when he was asked about it. No. About like Drew. Like Drew was pretty much off for medical reasons. Hmm. They had some things to take care of. Then the, he was Drew essentially was like, Hey, you know, I'm out with my foot hurts. Can I fix my finger? And Triple H was like, Yeah, and I guess Drew and Triple H laughed on the phone about the reports. Hmm. Is what he was saying, which I agree because the same thing happens in AEW. There's all these reports all the time, and none of it's true. But I bet you this, like, it's. I don't take this as a sign though that Drew resigned. I well, think I'm just, seeing on um, I'm seeing online from these different people that Drew's not resigned, and yeah, he's so, still up in the air about what he's doing. He's just like on a per show basis. How he's getting yeah. away with that, I have no idea. But um, yeah, because his contracts have to go up early 2024 is what everyone's saying, and I'm reading is um, so. Guess we'll see. And if I believe, like, kind of what the reporters say, but what Triple H says as well. Like, I believe Drew is probably like, dude, like, let's get this going. I want this. Can you meet me here? And Drew's probably like, yo, I'm hurt, so I don't want to be on TV wrestling to wrestle. So I'm going to take care of X, Y, and Z. Bring me back when there's something good. And Triple H was like, well, what about a few with Gunther? And he was probably like, okay. Because I think Drew is a good person. Yeah, he's like a nice dude. Yeah, Drew, Drew, you know what I mean? Like, I'm cool with Drew being an Intercontinental Champion. I don't think that's a downgrade or anything like that. I think that's a good spot for him. I think he's, like said, especially you're defeating Gunther, who apparently, you know, this is all speculated because I bet you they haven't even had a conversation, but he's a heavily favored guy to win the Rumble and maybe challenge Seth or whoever at Mania. So, like, why not have a guy who's won a Rumble and beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, who they've done a decent job keeping credible, defeat him. That's how yeah. I look at it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Matt Riddle looked a little off in this match, too. Yeah, it was funny because Michael Cole brought up their Evolve, Evolve matches that they had. And they yeah. you can watch those on YouTube, bro. They're, I've seen. They're nuts. Uh, yeah, I sent you, I sent you that... Uh, we watched uh, earlier Walter this week. We watched um, we watched Will Osprey and uh, Walter, not Gunter, big old fat Walter, have a match. That match was fucking bananas. But you can watch, obviously Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle's had some amazing matches. So it kind of hurts to see him. I mean, I'm happy for him that he's on the big show and it's you know it's WWE or in the mainstream and all that, and he's making a shitload of money. But man, I really miss that old. Matt Riddle, who was like, he was like that surfer dude, whatever, but he was yeah. just a fucking ass-kicking machine, man. He really... It, uh, he's yeah. like nerfed. And I hate that shit. Like, he's nerfed here. And this match could have been a lot more. I don't know if maybe they didn't have enough time or maybe Riddle's a little hurt or something. I don't know what happened there, but it was a Something's, good match. 
Yeah, just, something's there, man. Because Riddle has not been the same since he's returned from like yeah. this go around. So fucking around, fucking around with them porn stars and wearing gold grills, bro. You gotta, you gotta slow down, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah he down. really does. <laughs> and um, following that, we had Cody Rhodes defeat Dominic Mysterio. Crowd was very big into Cody. They legit sang his his theme song yeah. instead of just the whoa they, which was dope to see. Dominic obviously getting the, you know, the tremendous heat there. Um, we kind of predicted this where it was going to go. Cody was going to get the win. Uh, no Brock Lesnar here, which I kind of like. You know, Cody just was in a feud, wins the feud. Now probably picks up with Brock tonight or something like that. Um, yeah, Cody's still obviously mega over. Dominic's not mega over, which is um, what they wanted. Yeah. I mean, I really have nothing to say about this match. I, I liked I, the closing sequence of the match because Cody kind of just made like Dominic his bitch. Yeah, and like, as well he should have. That's one yeah. thing I will say about the match. They didn't do the thing where, because um, I just saw a match like this. What, what what match did I just watch where it was like way too competitive? Oh, bro, not to change subjects, and I'll get back on topic real quick. But Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dustin Rhodes. On uh, for in the Owen Hart Cup tournament, tournament they just had it on. Oh, collision, from collision? bro! Yeah, yeah, yeah. those they motherfuckers were back and forth, and Hob- it's like, bro, Hobbs should have fucking destroyed Dustin Rhodes. Yes. All respect to Dustin Rhodes. All yes. respect All to Deuce. But bro, you are in your mid fifties, going and you're in there against this monster. young stallion monster. Like, maybe he could have got a couple minutes of offense, but ain't no way that match should have went as long as it did, and ain't no way Hobbs should have been huffing and puffing at the end of that match like, ooh, I survived. No, he should have fucking destroyed him. So, again, I like that in this match, Cody Cody didn't even look like he broke a sweat. No. Like, Cody didn't even look like he broke a sweat. He hit him with the crossroads, one, two, three, see you later. Like, that's what it should have been. Yeah, cause you, and you could tell like, Cody's like, all right, this dude's annoying because he hit him with yeah. something. Like, you're not on my level the, at all. Yeah, he did, he hit him with one move. I forget what it was. Then the Cody Cutter picked him up, yeah. sent him up for the crossroads, crossroads, one, two, three. I was like, Perfect. I honestly thought that the Cody Cutter was going to be it like because he tried yeah. to do it before. He couldn't do it, and then he hit it again. And I was like, oh, I think he's going to end this shit with the Cody Cutter, um, which I would have been fine with. But then he picked him up, hit the crossroads. I was like, okay. Now you protect Dominic Dominic a little bit, you know. You protect him a little bit with that because you hit him with the actual finisher and Cody just looks like, dude, you're not on my level. That's how it should have gone. Yeah. I, you know what um, I wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind if Brock came out today and Cody attacks Brock and leaves him under the fucking announce table or whatever the fuck, just beats yeah. the shit out of him. That's what should happen tonight. The One thing I'll say with tonight's Raw is they did a lot of planting to make Raw like, I'll say because that's what they say, but must see tonight. Right. Same with SmackDown. Like they did good, wanting you leaving you hanging to see what happens. They're still this week. they're still in Canada. No, no, no. They're in Baltimore. They're back in the states. Oh, now. okay. Yeah. Um, the next, um, I'm honestly one person who saw this coming. Did you the see how I wrote being, that? Yeah. I was watching uh, – the reason I wrote it like that is because I was watching a, Sant- a Santino Morella montage 
um cuz he's in cuz he's in impact now yeah. like as the special enforcer or whatever and for some reason it popped up in my youtube it was a uh, santino morella calling people the wrong name <laughs> so he tells them you have a big mouth john chena so he's always used to call him john chena yeah um so about like 2 weeks ago i saw a tweet and someone said john cena's in london when Money in the Bank's there, will he make an appearance? So, and it didn't have a lot of likes, retweets, or anything. And I was like, huh. And no one talked about it. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, like, yo, I wonder if Cena's going to show up at some point. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Especially if he's there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shit, even The Rock. When The Rock's in town, when something happens, he'll try to yeah. make an appearance, you know? Um, so whatever, John Cena comes out, hypes up. London says they're underappreciated. All, all the shit we kind of all say. Um, and then Grayson Waller comes out. Grayson Waller saying, no, London doesn't need a WrestleMania. Australia does. I liked this one with Grayson Waller for multiple reasons. He hung with, as a lot of people call him, the greatest of all time, right? right? Right. Especially on the mic. He's one of the greats. So they had a good there. He was physical, and he made it known. So hopefully we're going to start seeing some more. Maybe we'll see Grayson Waller and Edge. That's what I was thinking because Grayson Ooh, Waller, nice. Edge is – so maybe because there's no rumor reports of who's Edge going to fight at SummerSlam. So I'd like to see Grayson Waller and Edge. Because I haven't been watching. So has Edge been on TV at all? No. So so no, this right? Friday, SmackDown's at Madison Square Garden. So, you know, they always make Ooh, it a big deal. That's and on the Grayson watch show. Yeah, so you have the tribal court bullshit, and then you. Oh, have, I'm gonna um, watch. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, and then the Grayson, the Grayson Waller effect, um, is with Edge, and now that we see. Oh Grace, shit! Was, okay, wait, yeah, but wait, where that. did that come from? Just, just they just announced just last. And when's the last time now? Edge? Months, right? Edge hasn't been on TV in months. I have not, to my knowledge, I don't think we've seen Edge since WrestleMania. Oh, that's weird. Why would they announce Edge just coming back to be on the Grayson Waller? I mean, that's fine if they start a feud. That's cool. I don't mind. You know why. That's weird. That's weird. One reason only. Bring tickets into the garden and ratings. Like that. That's why. I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's the thing. Because I'll be honest. When they announced it last week, we've known Grayson's been hurt. I was kind of like, whatever, man. Like Grayson's just playing middleman for Edge's next feud, which Mm -hmm. he, he still might be. Right. But now that we saw him get physical, it's like, ooh, maybe we'll get Grayson and Edge. And uh, I'm, I'm down I'm all with about, that. I'm all about seeing Edge, yeah. bro. Edge Edge so, has never been one of my favorites. But this, like, comeback has been just fucking – I just love it, man. Because this dude was not supposed to be getting back in the ring at all. No, and all his matches have been, like, good. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had a – not saying all these matches are amazing matches, but they've all been good. He hasn't had yeah. a bad – so I'll admit one thing about Edge matches though, sometimes they go a little too long. Edge Edge likes being yeah. like the Iron Man. I right. will say mm-hmm. that. The greatest yeah, so, the greatest match ever that yeah. he had with Randy. I remember him and Randy. Do you ever hear him and Randy talk about minutes. it? How, they, how him and Randy thought it was like the stupidest idea. <laughs> and that uh but yeah, so good little segment here, something to break up the show. You know. Gotta love seeing John Cena on TV. You know, you yeah. gotta take the appearances. Yeah, when, when you hear you can, the, when you hear that fucking, we talked about it before. When you hear that yeah. beginning of that music, it's like, oh shit, you already know. Yeah, especially cool for the UK fans. You know, they don't get they get comebacks, but like I thought, we never would have saw John Cena at a UK show. Just stars line. But um, so I'm gonna hit you week. with something 
oh, yeah. hit you with something real quick because I've been against this uh, for like the past year, two years or whatever. We've been kind of doing this show. But, bro, I think it's time. I think it's time for The Rock to show his face, bro. I really do. I really think it's time for The Rock to show up either at SummerSlam or maybe after the Roman J match. I don't know. But I think it's time, bro. This dude's getting pounded at the box office. His movies are not doing well. Uh, You know, his XFL is not doing well. And I think, bro, I I'm kind of getting the the I want to see that return. Like I want to see the reaction to mm-hmm. it. I want to hear the pop when they fucking hit his music. Um, I want to see it. I've been against it, but now I'm like, you know what, man? I I because I where else can this 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 tribal chief shit go? Like how much farther you know they're gonna play yeah. this angle up? I mean, I keep saying that, but they keep just making it better and better. But adding the rock in there, even if it's just to get him in there as like the the you know the high council has sent him to you know straighten shit out or whatever. Like even if they do something like that, um, yes, and just for like a pay per view, you know, just to something. But I, I, yes, I just want to see him just show up. Dude, I was thinking exactly that. At the point, it's probably The Rock and his whatever, his schedule. He can't, whatever. He can't, but exactly that. Like, see how they did? Because he, he can get somewhat physical, obviously. Yeah. But exactly, like, even if you did at, say, the Royal Rumble, right? The main event is going to be, because if, say, this thing's still going by then, right? Whatever pay-per-view it is, like, The, the Rock hosts the special council, and he's just in there. That's going to draw motherfuckers regardless. Can you, you imagine I mean? at Madison Square Garden if he fucking comes out this Friday? Like, I'm not saying I heard anything or anything of yeah. that nature or whatever, but can you fucking imagine if he comes out at Madison oh, Square I Garden? Think it, I think at this point, just like the John Cena thing, if The Rock comes back, no one's going to know. In my opinion, yeah. I think the only people who would know are like Roman Paul Heyman, because they obviously yeah. would be in the ring. Triple H and Nick Khan. I'd say that's it. Yeah. If I was Triple H and Nick Khan, I'd be, I'd have the rock on speed dial right now because, like I said, he's taking a beating right now in Hollywood. The Black Adam thing didn't work out. They kicked him out of the DCU shit. They're rebooting the whole DCU with all the Supermans and Batmans and all that shit. Black Adam's not going to be involved. So that movie was a one and done. The XFL's not doing great. You know, He's 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 in a and he even had to get back into the Fast and Furious franchise when he was out because he was beefing with Vin Diesel or whatever. So it's like if I was them, I'd be calling him. Hey, bro, this will be great for you. You come back. You do maybe make him relevant again. You know, everybody's going to be fucking going crazy. You'll go viral. You'll be all over the place. It'll be good for you. Come on, man. You just show up, man. Do tribal chief shit. I think now is the time. I think now is the time. So. Let's see what happens on Friday. Maybe they make a hint at something. Maybe something happens. Um, honestly, I would like to see Alpha and Sika again. And if Rikishi. they're going to do something like that. Like if they come out or Rikishi. Because Rikishi's been saying some shit too on Twitter. So, I mean, not yeah. recently, but before. So, I mean, we're talking about all this when we should be talking about it. And the yeah, I guess we'll get thing, But 
That's just something I want to see, bro. I think it's time for The Rock. Yeah. So next we have the Women's Money in the Bank match. Io Sky defeated Trish Stratus, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Selena Vega. Um, one really cool thing that stood out to me, Zelina Vega did the, uh, the red, what's it called? The power bomb essentially off the ladder, um, mm. onto another ladder. And what I liked about it was one, cause I saw the other one live, but when Andrade was in money in the bank in 2019, he did the same spot to Finn Balor. Yeah. So that, that was cool bringing back, but dude, the way EO Sky won this match, in my opinion, was absolutely dope. Like I think it was the most creative money in the back money in the bank ladder match finishes because you got to think so like I did not watch this match, so I so have it. no idea what happened in any of this. Did match. you see how it ended or no? No. Or all right, so this is so it's a story within a story. So Zoe Starks and Trish Stratus obviously are beating up Becky. So at one point in the match, they get a handcuff on Becky Lynch, and they keep trying to hook her. I think they were trying to hook her to the rope. Or like the turnbuckle, the metal part of the turnbuckle, whatever. Kept trying it. Then it kind of just dropped, right? Becky's just, you kind of even forget Becky has um, this handcuff. Then Bailey pushes EO off the ladder when it was just EO on it, right? She gets knocked down. Then Bailey and Becky are going back and forth. And then EO, because Becky was trying to, uh, I mean, Bailey was trying to hook Becky to the ladder. So she couldn't climb it. Well, EO comes out of nowhere and hooks Bailey and Becky together. So they can't move up the ladder at all. And the crowd just went nuts because then EO just slowly climbed her way up, sat on the ladder. Them two were like doing the whole thing because they can't move. And then she took off the briefcase. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, like I would say it's not um, the most memorable match, but the finish for sure. Definitely go check out that. I'm going to go back and watch that, though, because I always enjoy watching um, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Like, mm-hmm. I always like watching these, like, four or five-way matches with the women because they always try, like, super hard to 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 have a great match. So I, yeah, I, I they did, no, there, there, there was definitely a lot of good spots. EO did something off high, um, as we know. Uh, yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of good spots. Like, none of, all of them looked good. All six women had their spot in the match where they looked really good. Um, no, it's weird about this better. show. The women's title was neither women's title was fucking defended on this show. Very weird. Yeah, because they did the Oscar thing on Friday. So now I guess we'll see. You know what's crazy? Did you see the stat? Eos guy is now the has the second longest reign as Women's Money in the Bank. Yes, think about it. So Carmella is obviously number one. She had it for a while. So to bring you back, Carmella won in 17. Alexa Bliss won in 2018. Cashed in instantly on Ronda Rousey. 2019, Bailey won. Instantly cashed in on Charlotte Flair. Which is cool because I got to see that. 2020, Asuka won. But then remember, Becky announced she was pregnant the next day. Oh, right. So Asuka got the title. And then in 2021, Nikki Ash cashed in on Charlotte the next day. And oh, last oh, year, yeah. Liv Morgan. I cross body. Oh my yeah. god, I'll never forget that. And then Awful. last year, Liv last year, Liv Morgan cashed in on a hurt yeah. Ronda Rousey. Ronda. Oh shit. Okay. Cool. Wow. So we'll see what EO does with that. But um, yeah, Fucking it was a good Nikki match. Ash. Yeah. Nikki Ash with a high cross body to win the to. That was terrible. The title. So um, bad. So I would definitely go back watch that one. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. Then next, next in our co-main event, uh, we had Seth Rollins defeat Finn Balor. The story here was during the match, Damian Priest comes out with his contract, right? So it's like he just came out himself, brought the briefcase out there. And um, during the match, you know, he's watching. Seth's obviously watching, which I kind of like the story of Seth with the title and the contract because of how Seth cashed in to win his title. Right. So I kind of hope they do something there. But um, at the end, what happened was Damian Priest was on the chair. Finn was kind of on like a little bit of momentum, but not really. And Finn was going for the coup de grace. And then Damian got up and Finn looked at him, caused it kind of a distraction. Seth ends up picking up the win. Um, I liked it because a couple weeks ago when Seth defeated Damian, the same thing happened. And there's been a lot of tension. So that's clearly where the story is going yeah. um, with this. So... Yeah, Seth, Seth, Seth fucking curb stumped the shit out of him, bro. Yeah. Oh, that ill-ass curb so we got We got no return here because we were speculating Drew. People were speculating right. Randy Orton. Mm. Not saying it was necessarily going to be here, but he didn't return. So hopefully tonight we see a new challenger. I really don't want to see Finn again, to be honest, only because Finn and Seth faced off in the semifinals for the title. Now they went for the title. Like this doesn't need to be a trilogy, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm curious what they're gonna what they're gonna do with that because you've got Finn Balor is back to being like very dark, more you know savage kind of not demon, but just that savage heel, yeah, um, cutting edge type of heel <laughs> character. And Damien has been that because he's the enforcer of the group. So now are you going to, like, take Damien out of the group? Or are you just going to break up the whole group or whatever? It's like, I'm curious what they're going to do with that, because if you're going to have... Obviously, Damien Priest is not going to go after Roman Reigns. That's just... Just storyline-wise, it doesn't make sense. So um, he's going to go after Seth Rollins' title. And I'm just curious how that's going to work with, you know, the whole dynamic of the group, so... It's interesting. We'll see where it goes. We've been asking yeah. for Seth Rollins to be involved in some kind of feud, so here it is, you know? Yeah. Um, some people are speculating online if, like, maybe some are saying Seth and Dom. I just don't know how you get there because Dom won just lost, so is this going to be like a Seth versus Judgment Day thing? Hmm. Which... I want to be mad about, I guess, seeing Seth and Dom. Because if you remember, that was Dom's first ever match. And it was a good yeah. match. Um, and it keeps that Dean. I don't know. I think it's going to be someone from the Judgment Day. Like, now that I say Dom, it kind of makes more sense. Even though he lost. But Dom's that chicken shit heel that can lose all the time and challenge. So I kind of see it being Dom. Because you can still have that tension... Because what if somehow Priest costs Dom the title at, like, SummerSlam? Mm. And then he ends up getting kicked out. Or maybe that's where Priest cashes in at SummerSlam. Yeah. I just don't see how Dominic gets a shot when he just lost clean to Cody. That's the only thing I don't – I wouldn't really be a – But then again, you know, who the fuck needs coherent storylines when it comes to WWE and title shots? Motherfuckers just – Yeah, so – You just get title shots because – I'm cool with Dom. 
only because it's going to keep the Damien and tension thing going with the Judgment Day. Because right. I don't think the Judgment Day is going to end. I think, if anything, Damien just leaves. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with seeing Dom, honestly. And once again, he's like your biggest heel. So it's like, yeah, since you're technically your biggest baby face and Seth as the champion. Well, even though it's Cody Bear. So I don't know, dude. I guess we'll see. This is something maybe we'll see tonight or whatever on Raw, whenever Raw. Um, then in the main event, the Bloodline Civil War. The Usos defeat the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. When Roman Reigns takes the pin. Man, that was shocking. After a thousand and something days. This was Roman's first time being pinned this uh, decade. His last pin was in 2019. Holy shit. To Jay Uso. And it was a good match. Lots of storytelling here. Um, I don't know if you saw, I think I sent you the tweet where I'm like, I don't know how people find this, but Roman's first ever pinfall was against Jay Uso in that same exact spot in 2013. Yeah. And that yeah, was did here. you see did you see the one where they um I didn't see it, but somebody I mean, they tweeted it, and they they said this happened, but I didn't see it, and I watched it like four or five times. Supposedly, when Jay pins Roman, Roman says, I love you, and Jay kind of squeezes his arm. At least that's what the yes. caption said. And I watched that shit like three or four times. I was like, I don't see fucking any of this. I don't know what the fuck you people are talking about. Like, I don't see him so, saying, I love you, and I don't see Jay squeezing shit. He just pinned his arm, and he had his arm like in the pin position, but he didn't like squeeze or anything like that. So, so I don't know. I, I saw a zoomed in GIF of Roman speaking, but I wasn't, it wasn't that yeah. easy to clarify. He was yeah. saying, I love you. Which it wouldn't shock me if you did. No, it'd be, that'd be cool. That's fine. But it's just like, some people are reaching with some of the shit that they're posting, but the J, the J thing from 2013, that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. And then Roman on the, on, on the side of the ring, screaming, yeah, he was crying and so, shit. He was crying at one point in the match, sitting in the ring just crying and shit before Solo yeah. uh, tried to go for the spike. I liked um, I liked when he was talking shit on the London fans. Yeah, always. He, <laughs> I don't know, man. Roman's... It's just when you think... Because I think, yeah, we both... Did we pick the Usos? Yeah. Okay. Um... But yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. Well, like I said, we got the tribal chief trial, tribal chief trial, or something on Friday, as we were talking about earlier. Maybe bring Afa Siga or Akishi back somehow, insert the Rock. But it seems very obvious we are getting Jay Uso and um, uh, Jay Uso and Roman at SummerSlam, which I'm I'm all in. That's gonna yeah, be the main story, event of the pay per view. I wonder who came, I wonder who came up with all this shit. Like who is it that is it Paul Heyman? Is it Triple H and Paul Heyman? Roman? Like I think I think it's triple I think it's a close knit circle of like Bruce Pritchard, Tone uh Triple H, Paul Heyman and like Roman in the Because honestly so. I don't think Bruce Pritchard has it in him. I think yeah, it's no, a, I think it's a lot of Paul Heyman and I think mm-hmm. it's honestly a lot of Roman. And they're just kinda cause dude, they, this is there's nothing else even like close 
to this storyline going on in WWE. And you see how everything's plugging in. Like, they went back. Like, someone said a clip. Like, Roman said this was going to happen. And it was, like, at the WrestleMania press conference. He's like, this is about me elevating me and my family, putting my family over. And it's like, yeah. well, fuck you. You did it. It's just here. Here's what we'll, we'll say it. What do you do after SummerSlam? Yeah, we, this, that's the thing. I keep saying, we, we keep now saying what? it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like now what? And then they but just add another layer. Honest, and they've even removed mind. they even removed Sammy and, and Kevin from the equation and like they're doing their own shit now. Like they're like not even honest, involved in this shit anymore. At this point after Jay, maybe you go Jimmy. Okay, so maybe at payback in September you'll go Jimmy, right? But even then, like after Jimmy and Jay get their shots. Because as dope as it would be for Jay to be the one, Jay's not going to be the one. I really just don't think it is. Where the fuck do you go after that? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, they bring The Rock back. Man. Right? They bring The Rock. Still, have the rock bring in, uh, have The Rock bring in Gorillas of Destiny. Like, I wanted them to come in this week. That would be, that's super, I, that's like a super stretch, but have him bring Gorillas of Destiny yeah. in. There you go. But Bam. I'll say this, like, we... Because all the reports keep saying Cody and Roman's running it back, which I'm cool with. We'll see because you know what I mean, how they do it. Because I don't I'll know if you've you. heard what Cody said at the press conference. No. Pretty much someone said, is winning the world title finishing the story? And Cody pretty much said no. But yes, like winning the world every championship would be an honor. But to win the title that my father never won is really finishing the story. Yeah. Um, which would be fine. You can somehow, I bet you they can make that storyline good somehow. So I'm not really worried about it. I don't care that they're running it back, like whatever. But if, here's the thing. We were all thinking Cody was going to win because what else could happen? I'll admit, since Cody's lost, the bloodline stuff's been great. But eventually it's going to hit that point where it's not going to be smooth between now and, say, February, when, say, Cody challenges or whatever. So you got August. So what do you do from August to February, regardless, to keep Roman, to keep Roman, like, going? Relevant. Like, not saying Roman needs to be relevant, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Even if I mean, you go have... September, even if you go September, Jimmy challenges in September. That's a whole season. That's the whole fall and like early winter. What are you doing right. with Roman? That's hard, man. I, I really, I mean, Bobby I, I actually would... should be in there. I still can't believe he's. He must be hurt. He must be dealing with something because Triple oh. H has been doing Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, we still haven't seen Triple, him, bro. Yeah, because Triple H and Vince were both high on Bobby. So Bobby has to be recovering from something. There's or just, there just has to be. Maybe he's fucking got surgery on that goddamn shoulder. He keeps taking yeah, suplexes like, on. There's so you could throw Bobby in there if you somehow make carrying cross relevant. Maybe throw him in there. Good luck with AJ that. Styles. You got AJ Styles. Yeah. So but the thing with AJ, talent. see the thing that bugs me out about AJ is that, like. You got to get him away from this OC shit. Like, it's not... I mean... Because you don't have really a bloodline anymore. It's... it's The, the Usos are out, so it's just Roman and Solo. So you and can't... And Solo you know, break up here? Nah, Solo's... I think Solo's just... 
he's like that enforcer. He's there to protect Roman. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, even though he's could, beefing with his own fucking brothers, which doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. I could see Solo going on his own. I think at the Rumble. Rumble, maybe Solo and Roman. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. But yeah, the thing, but AJ, like, he got to get away from that OC shit. I'm wearing all those goofy colors with all that shit. Like, bro, you got to go back to being the phenomenal AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need anybody, bro. He doesn't need to have people with him. I think the only reason, and I hate saying it, and I respect it because we made fun of him, more Carl Anderson, but he went back because of the bag, and they're not really doing a crazy amount with them. Yeah, Which I really don't. I honestly think they don't even care about that. No, they're getting I, paid. I they, just, they show up whenever getting, they show up. Yeah, they're getting older. But I honestly think Triple H has them with him just so they're somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They, their OCs, their, their little group is back together. They're Bullet Club and fucking Bullet Club in WWE, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. But that was the show. Good show overall. I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, there's yeah, a lot aside, of Aside from the um, the weird Ronda-Shayna thing, there really wasn't any, like, there really wasn't anything bad on the show or anything that was just, like, even mid. Like, everything was pretty good. So it was yeah, one, just, one of the better shows. You know, it was yeah, an entertaining just, show. Yeah, the only, the only L, LA Knight didn't win, but we'll see where it goes. Right. But speaking right, of L's, right. we're not going to be going into L's now. Going into nothing but the highest of the highs. Right. And we're going to be doing our mid-year awards. I'm going to let Lou take it from here and run us down however he wants to run this. I down. wish I had like music and confetti and shit. Maybe eventually we'll work on that. Uh, we'll get <laughs> some special effects and shit happening. I'll throw some I ain't throwing some glitter up in the air. But you know, it's the it's the midpoint of the year. Literally, I think it was yesterday or today. It's like day one eighty eight of the year, which is literally the midpoint of the year. So, um, we just you know we like to do this thing like at the middle of the year, kind of see where we've gone the last six months, what's happened, what are our picks for like you know best match, MVP, men's, women's, you know we kind of like throw these little categories out and it's just fun to kind of look back at half the year. Cause a lot of times, you know, so much wrestling's happened. You tend to forget a lot of the stuff. So it's kind of cool to look back at the past six months and be like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, and that match and this match. So uh, again, we try to be as broad as possible on this show when talking about different promotions and stuff. But for the most part, you know, it's WWE, AEW with some other stuff sprinkled in. So, and it's just really the stuff that we've watched. So it's, our awards that we're giving for the things we've seen. It may not be yours because you may watch a lot of GCW or whatever else, and that's cool, but we're just going to go off of ours. So come on, it's a little journey with us, and we'll uh, we'll start here with Male Wrestler. I guess, we can, do you want to just start from how it's set up there and just go straight yeah, down? Yeah, this is fine. I think it's yeah. fine. So yeah, I... I have a I have our note here, but I copied and pasted it into another thing, and I put some of picks in here. Like, but it's not like you know. Usually, you like to do three, three, three. Some have yeah. three, some have five. So I'm just gonna read off the ones that I have here and try to make a pick 
But so we have male wrestler of the mid year. So for me, I have three names here on the list that I could think of off the top of my head. Roman Reigns. And this is not in any order. Orange Cassidy, which is very surprising to me that I have Orange Cassidy on there. And Seth Rollins. Um, those are my three right now that I have as um, of the year wrestlers. And I thought about maybe adding Moxley or Omega, but Omega's been, he's had, he's on this list later down the list, but he's been doing a lot of like trios and singles and yeah. he's just kind of been all over the place. He was hurt for a lot of the year too. So, I mean, not this year, but he, you know, he was gone for a little bit. So um, I'm going to honestly, for the mid-year, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. Orange That's Cassidy, right now, right now he's on a 22 or 23 title defending no, win like streak. 25, 26 now. Dude. A twenty, let's say twenty-five title defense win streak, and all the matches are absolutely bananas. There's not been one match where it's been like, ah, eh, you know, no. I mean, he's fucking beating everybody: Bandito, Kyle Fletcher. Uh, he had he just had that four-way match with Shibata and Garcia and fucking yeah. Zack Saber Jr. Like he's out there. Having matches with like every the, the funny thing about him is that whenever they announce a match, I'm like, okay, this is the one. He's got to lose this match, and he fucking ends up winning. I don't know how he's doing it, but dude, he's my he's my for right now. He's my wrestler of the year. Uh, so, so for me, I'm mine. Seth Rollins, just between all the matches he's done, obviously winning the world heavyweight title. Yeah all the other shit, defending the title and all that. Um, yes, just between he had that, you know, he did that a few with Logan Paul was decent. You know, it wasn't bad. And then he comes, wins the world title. He's insanely over with the crowd. Right. Um, his was pretty easy. But I also want to give love, even though we really have only seen him like a handful of times on TV, but I had to throw Will Ospreay on there as well. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, just I've been just a... Huge, huge fan, obviously, lately. So I felt he was deserving of some shine this year. And he's yeah, obviously absolutely. further he's further down my list, which I think we can say the same. But yeah. Um, yeah, he, but yeah, I got those I got those two gentlemen. Yeah, and it's and again, subjective, you know what I mean? I could have put him on there, I could put out Dan Danielson, but Yeah, I really. was thinking Danielson too, because of the MJF feud, what he just did. Yeah, and but it's just kind of like he hasn't wrestled that much this year. You know yeah. what I mean? So I just, for me, Cassidy is just killing it. So for female wrestler of the mid-year, I have one name and one name only. And I wrote her name and I wrote after that in all caps. And it's not even close. <laughs> so my female wrestler of the mid-year right now is Athena. It's Athena and it's not even close. There's no one else even near her. As far as what I've seen in wrestling, this woman, mm-hmm. if you people are not watching Ring of Honor, she's going out there basically every week and she's wrestling her ass off. She just had a fucking Chicago street fight with Kiera Hogan. 
um, which was phenomenal. Bro, these bitches, they, bro, they had, Athena got, uh, uh, what do you call it? A brain buster onto thumbtacks. Yep. She had thumbtacks sticking all up. She had, bro, like 13 or 14 thumbtacks sticking out of her shoulder. It was horrible. Um, And she's killing it, bro. Athena's absolutely killing it this year. I, you know, obviously we've got Rhea and Bianca and Asuka, but it's like we've talked about Rhea not being involved in shit. Asuka just won the title. She's kind of sort of not really doing anything either. They don't really have real challengers for these women. They're not going out there every week and busting their ass and having matches. So um, I got to go with Athena. I uh, also uh, hate her. I would have loved to have put Hater on this list, but ever since she's been involved in this angle with the fucking outcast yeah, thing, like she's yeah. not wrestling, she's not having those badass singles matches anymore, and it's annoying. Frankly, it's really annoying. I know she's hurt now, but it's fucking annoying because Jamie Hater is great, and I want to see her out there go have bangers, and they're not allowing her to do so. So that's why I picked Athena. Yeah, so Athena, she. She's going in. She was on mine. Because uh, I had her. I have Bianca. For Bianca just being Bianca. And then I had Rhea as well. Between winning the Rumble, winning the title, having a match right. of the year candidate with uh, Charlotte. Um, even though she was pretty much good until after this natty shit. But like the match she had with Selena and everything. But yeah, so Rhea... I overall went with Rhea, though, for mine. Cool. Can't go wrong with her. Yeah. She's amazing. She's pretty fucking tremendous. Uh, so, the next category that we have here is Tag Team of the Mid-Year. And Very hard. I honestly, we were talking about this in the pre-show. The first name that I wrote, the Usos. Yeah. That was the first name I wrote on the list. Even though they lost their titles, but... They just have been, for me, far away the best tag team that I've seen this year. Um, I also have on this list the Motor City Machine Guns and Chris Bay and Ace Austin from Impact. These guys, bro, uh, Motor City Machine Guns had two pairs of titles. They had the New Japan Strong Tag Team titles and they had the Impact World Championship titles. They held them at the same time. Uh, And they're always, their matches are always outstanding. And Bay and Austin had the Impact Tag Team Championships also. Um, They've been having a run of matches that's tremendous. If you guys are watching Impact Wrestling, you know. So I just kind of wanted to show some love to them too in there. But I have to go with the Usos. I mean, the Usos are just yeah, storyline-wise, match-wise, they always deliver. Um, They always create their matches. Yeah, it just, I mean, I I, I can't not go with the Usos. Because, and really... You look at AEW, and again, this is something else we were talking about. Like, their tag team division right now is a mess. You got the belts on FTR. Bro, FTR hasn't defended those titles in like 94 days. They haven't defended the belts at all. And it's like... They want them and that's it. They win and they're doing this CMFTR shit with CM Punk. They're doing trios matches. So why don't you go for the trios belts? (laughs) Like, why do you even have the tag team titles? It's like, it's just, it sucks. Even um, fucking the Lucha Brothers. They're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. They won it at Supercard of Honor a couple months ago. 
They never defend those titles. I watch Ring of Honor every week. I've yet to see them defend those titles. They come out and they have four-way matches. They have uh, Texas Tornado matches, but they're not defending the belts. And it's like, yeah, I think just as far as booking, Tony's lost when it comes to tag teams. He's lost. He has no idea what to do with them right now. So I don't say I don't give it to just Tony either, because the reason it's also the Usos is because ain't nobody else doing shit. And yeah. all of it, like I said, you can't put Sammy and KO in here because that was more like their independent rises just coming together. Right. You know what I mean? Which still created a dope moment for the year. And it was great match the four of them had. But yeah, I go with the Usos just hands down, like just yeah. hands down. And this, they're main eventing. This whole, um, and I know, I get it. It's, it's funny. I'm not saying it's not funny. But this whole Kevin Owens losing his temper thing that Sammy has to calm him down and he's he's calling out like shit that I mean it's funny because it's like it's like he's calling out shit that doesn't make sense like in WWE storylines. Like uh these guys just decided to ask for tag team titles and he's like, That's not how that works. You don't just come out here and ask for tag team title matches. That's not how any of this works. It's funny. But it's like I that's not where I was expecting them to go with this whole like title thing. Like I just hope we get DIY. Yeah, that they need to they have tag teams in WWE. They have a lot of them. They just need to put them and and make that division like actually mean something. Cause you got this this team with uh uh Veer and Sanga. You got DIY, who you can have out there. You can pair Bronson, Bronson Lee up with someone because he's not really doing anything right now either. Street, uh, Street Profits. Profits, American, uh, not American Alpha, but the what's uh, the Alpha Academy? You have Alpha tag Academy, teams, yeah. okay? So they need Bro, to sorry. they need to figure that out. So that's why they're not even on my list. They're Maxine. not on there. It's the Usos. Maxine Dupree. Well, wearing another single. Yeah, thing. there is that. That's another reason to watch gorgeous. Raw tonight. She definitely yeah. a reason to watch Raw. Um, but Lou, when when it comes to the men's match of the year, is there really any other option? I actually have a couple here. I have a couple here. I I left it at one because they deserve it. But yeah, I'll let you so, go because I'm just gonna. Come yeah, so for yours. men's match of the mid year, I I went back and I did research because again, when I was saying earlier, you tend to forget about things. So WrestleMania night one. We had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. That match was fucking was tremendous. Storyline-wise, match-wise, physical. I mean, just a great, great, great tag team match. Um, and one of the best matches yeah. of the year. Obviously, the Wrestle Kingdom, Omega and Osprey, that still, to me, seems to be like the standard yeah. of that is the match to beat. So it's definitely on this list. For everyone, that was mine. That, right. that was mine. And even the one we just had, like I, again, on the pre-show, I said, I've left Forbidden Door off of my thing here because I just, and also Money in the Bank, because I, I feel like they're too new for me to like include them into these things. So um, that's why the second Omega Osprey 2 is not on here, even though it was just about as good as the first one, but that Wrestle Kingdom match was just, there's something about it being in Japan 
just add it to the whole thing. But I have those two matches. I also have from WrestleMania Backlash, the San Juan Street Fight, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, that match, the ambiance, the 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 crowd reaction to Bad Bunny when he came out, his entrance, and the match itself was great. That was one of the highlights of the year was that match. And hot take here. I think the Puerto Rican crowd was better than the oh, UK yeah. crowd. Big time. They were nuts over there. Um yeah. and one more match that I had on here for a mid match of the year was the 60-minute Iron Man match, MJF and Brian Danielson. You tend to forget how good that fucking match was. Tremendous match. Um, MJF went an yeah. hour. You know? Uh, one I had on there that I was torn was also WrestleMania Night 2 of the Triple Threat for the IC right. title. I wanted to ask you, where was the sheamus Gunter match? The one-on-one match? Where was that? Because I couldn't find it. Was it on SmackDown? The first one was Clash of the Cast. No, that was Clash okay. of the Castle. The first first one was Clash of the Castle. Because I wanted to add last year. Because that was September. my match of the year. Oh, it was last year. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. That's that, why that I couldn't was find my it. Match of the year, personally. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah. Because I was like, I could have sworn that match was yeah. this year. Um. Because that's when they were in Cardiff. Right. Okay. Because I was going to add that, but I, and I couldn't find it, so I left it off. But dude. Yeah. Uh. Omega and Osprey. That's it. That's the match, man. I, I, I can't. I've seen a lot of great matches this year. Um, I just saw uh, quite a few at Forbidden Door. Um, and honestly, this Independence Day card that they're having for New Japan Strong that's tomorrow and the next day looks tremendous. Um, but that fucking Omega Osprey match from Wrestle Kingdom just, it just. I can't say enough about that match. It's just the fucking greatest match, man. So tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. So I have to, I have to go with that one. I really do. Yeah, that's mine. As yeah, well. it's, it's, I really. All these other matches are tremendous, but I, that one just takes it's over the top. So for the women, we have women's mid match of the year. I have. Uh, so here I have. WrestleMania night one. Rhea Ripley. Defeating Charlotte Flair to win the title. That's on here. Uh, yep. Backlash. Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. That's on here for me. And uh, from yeah. the New Japan show, Monet versus Kyrie. When, uh, won the title. We have the same list. Because those were the best matches, bro. They were the standout matches. Um, but Rhea and Charlotte took it for me. That's I really feel like I'm torn between... I'm actually torn between all three of these because I very much enjoyed all three of these matches. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Rhea and Charlotte because of how physical they were. Like they were, that match was yeah. super physical, bro. And I really loved the Monet and Kaidi match. Um, that was my woman's match of the year yes. for a while. Um and even after WrestleMania, I still kind of had it there. But man, I rewatched that. Remember, I told you like a few, like a month or two ago, I rewatched that match. I rewatched it recently. It's tremendous. Yeah, and then, and then the other thing about it too was like that was almost the main yeah, yeah, event, yeah. and people were like, "No." So everyone was kind of like, "Well, can that really be the main event after this yeah. so thing?" And it definitely yeah, they they no, it but that's the thing, happen. and we'll go back to that because we talked about it when we reviewed WrestleMania. 
it was like, I think it was better because it didn't headline. So they had a chip on their shoulder like, no, yeah. you know what, motherfucker? You're going to see why this should have headlined. Because if it would have headlined, I don't think it would have been as good. I think they wouldn't have had that. Yeah. They I wouldn't agree. have had that little extra spice because they, bro, they went in. Yeah. They went in. Um, and it's what we always say about Charlotte. If she has the right dance partner, she goes to the next level. And they did that in this match. So for me, Manageria. that's that's it right there. So pay-per-view. So can I can yeah. I go can I go yeah. first on this one? Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest, there wasn't a bad pay-per-view so far in the past six months, in my opinion. Double or nothing was I don't want to say yeah. bad. But that was not bad, I, but it was super mid. But like, because evolution, I yeah. liked. If you throw in Wrestle Kingdom in there, right? That's on my list. Right? Wrestle, Wrestle, there. Wrestle Kingdom was good, right? Then Backlash was great. Even Night of Champions in Saudi, like, was good. Even though those shows, then you had Elimination Chamber, which was good with the Sammy and Roman. Um, Mania Night One in particular. Um. But for me, the three it came down to was Mania Night 1, Wrestle Kingdom, in no particular order, Mania Night 1, Wrestle Kingdom, and Backlash. And honestly, man, and this isn't a shot in New Japan, it's just that's the style, that's the tradition of how they watch, but that Backlash crowd was just so nuts that I might have to go with Backlash. Yeah. My show of the year. Yeah. But Wrestle Kingdom... And all, all three of them are in like a tight, yeah. tight race. So I got two on here. I have WrestleMania Night One and I have Wrestle Kingdom because um, I went back and I looked down the all the WWE pay per views. I went down and I, and I did the same thing for AEW, and there was only three, so it wasn't that hard to do. But I went down every single. Um, I think I used Fightful, and I went down the whole card of all the pay per views. And I started remembering shit that I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that great. And this wasn't that great. And that, so it kind of brought the shows down a little bit. But, man, WrestleMania Night 1 was great. Tremendous. The only thing on that that I wasn't in love with was Cena and Austin Theory. And even yeah. then, it wasn't horrible. It just you could kind of see John Cena was kind of like, all right. Phoning. Yeah, he literally phoned it in. But um, aside from that, I just um, that that WrestleMania Night One is there, and I have Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom, and WrestleMania Night One. And honestly, I think even though my match of the year was on Wrestle Kingdom, I think that I would give it to WrestleMania Night One because just the spectacle of it and it um, the 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 main event. From those two, those two co-main yeah. events were just, I mean, phenomenal. Because uh, there was a lot of stuff on Wrestle Kingdom that I didn't really get, I didn't really understand, I didn't really know a lot of people. But the, the it, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's our thing. But the the I loved the show, and I you know started following a lot of people because of that show. But um, I would definitely have to put Night One over over it for sure. Faux show, yeah. Uh, for most improved, I got two women okay. on here. Nice. And the first one you're going to like. Maybe because she's newer to me, so this is why I say most improved. But I got Willow. Oh, wow. Why didn't I put her on this list, man? I should have put her on the list. 
I got her for most improved. Like I said, this might just be me ignorant, not knowing a crazy, crazy amount about her. But to me, just seeing what she's done, how she got all the way, even like on the Forbidden Door show, she, even though she, I don't think she was intended to beat Mercedes for that title. Yeah. No, yeah, right? it was like a thing? last minute but call because she got hurt. Yeah, but even then, like, she was in that match with Mercedes, who's, like, at the time, the hottest free agent. You know what I mean? She's looking good on AEW television and all that. So, I give it to her. And then this next female, I give it to her, not as an improvement, because we've all known her potential, what she can do from other companies, but I had to give love to Chelsea Green. Nice. Nice. Because she came in, she returned at the Rumble, and was gone in 10 seconds. And I was like, oh, boy, she's going to be one of these people. And then the Karen gimmick took off. She's had some decent matches, the pairing with Sonya. Now that Karen TikTok that they made. Can I tell you how great that is when you sent me that? I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I watched it like a couple hours later. And I was like, wow, what a creative fucking gimmick. That was hilarious. And And it's something with her where she is. On Raw, now granted, you have a three-hour television, so you have a lot to fill. But every week, it's like, I imagine they sit there thinking, all right, we need something for Seth. We need something for the Judgment Day. And we need something for Chelsea. She's on TV. And and now I would say, now I would throw an uh, uh, Alpha Academy with Maxine. But, like, the fact Chelsea's on TV every week in a good segment is great. And I think the only reason... So I heard she wasn't able to go to the UK because of visa issues. I bet you now maybe this is just me being a mark because I like one. I like her looks. I like what she's been doing in WWE. So this is bias Nick talking. I feel if she didn't have that issue, she would have been in Money in the Bank. Like in yeah, the probably. Yeah. Um. So I give it to them nice. too, though. Awesome. Um. <clears throat> I actually like those picks. Um, so for me, most improved, I have uh, L.A. Knight on here because oh, okay. the, so the reason pick. I put L.A. Knight on here, because if you remember one year ago from today, that motherfucker was a manager for two male models. <laughs> OK, he was a manager for two male models. So uh Seeing where he's at now, finally that they've actually let him be himself and let him be LA Knight, the 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 pops that he's getting, I'm very happy for him. With everybody, yeah, and especially since uh, WrestleMania, another thing I did not enjoy about WrestleMania was that goddamn neon Mountain Dew match, which he was in, where he was. Oh, the Royal, oh, the Royal Rumble. Rumble. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was another thing that I was just like. Why? Why do you have this guy doing this shit? Uh, where he was killed by fucking Uncle Howdy jumping off of whatever the fuck he jumped off of. So to see where he's at now is makes me happy. So that's why I had him on there. I also had Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And I actually also threw Ricky Starks in because yeah, he I feel was, like Ricky's coming into him. his own now. Yeah, Ricky's coming yep. into his own now. And he's he's out there, he's looking like a star. He's been healthy, so I wanted to throw him in most improved. But if I had to pick between them, I would go with uh, L.A. Knight because Orange Cassidy, I, I have him in most improved, but really, he's been doing that. He's just yeah. stepped it up a little bit. you know, Not a little bit. He's stepped it up a lot with the title. Um, but he's always been consistently a great wrestler. But L.A. Knight went from managing yeah. male models to where he's at now, so that's my guy. 
Yeah, I feel you. Um, OMG moment. Now, I'll be honest. This one. Why are you screaming? I'm going to go. I'd like to go first because I feel you probably put more thought into this one. But I You have uh, OMG or you have MVP? OMG. So, the oh my God moment. So Okay. Technically, when we said we were doing this, this is the half year. But I felt there was only two real ones. And like I said, maybe when you say yours, maybe I'll be like, all right, that was OMG. Like, maybe I just didn't grasp OMG. But I got two, and I feel CM Punk's return, even though we knew it's an oh my God moment, right? But then I had, I know you didn't, but I had to include money in the bank. How do you not talk Roman getting pinned? Right. Yeah. That is a big one. That is huge. Because I know when we said going into the show that I think it was what, like today, I think it's exactly the halfway. Yeah. So I had to throw it in there. Roman getting pinned at CM Punk, two of the biggest names in the industry, one finally taking a, a pinfall and the other one returning after all the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I thought too much storyline there. But because you have like OMG, you have the Ricochet and Logan Paul. Right. You have just Kenny and Omega's matches, mm-hmm. like in general. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking way too much into it. So no, I'm that's that's, that's perfectly cool. That's that's totally cool. Because mine, you'll see, it's 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 kind of like more of the same. So I said I didn't want to include Forbidden Door in this, but I included a moment from Forbidden Door in this category. So I have three. The first one that I wrote, all I wrote was Tiger Driver 91. No, that yes. fucking bro. <laughs> the, the the thing people have to understand is that so again, I was at the theater, I'm there with a live crowd, we're watching this match. At that point in the match, I was so fucking invested in the match that I was literally people say, Oh, I was sitting on the edge of my seat watching this movie. I was literally sitting on the edge of the seat in the theater like this, like watching the screen, like literally my ass on the end of the seat because I was so involved in that match. And when he, when Osprey picked this fucker up for a tiger driver and dropped him on, <laughs> he dropped him on the top of his head, the scream that everyone let out at the same time in that theater was, insane like we were just freaking the fuck out um and then come to find out that's actually how you hit the move it was nuts crazy uh the second one that i put on here i talked about earlier was the bad bunny pop that moment where the camera's behind him and he comes walking out to his own song and the way the crowd exploded when his song started was Absolutely oh, bananas. Yeah. That's definitely an OMG moment for me. Um, and the third one that I put here is not specific, but I just wrote Sting jumping off of shit. <laughs> Sting but- jumping off of shit. Whenever Sting jumps off of something, it's just it's just a fucking... You see this 64-year-old man just jumping through tables and taking plunges through tables. I just... I don't, I don't understand why, because Sting's never been that. That's the funny part. Like, Sting's never been that. Sting's never been one of those guys, ever. Even when he was young and youthful and, and whatever. He was never that guy. And for some reason, he got he turned 60 and he just wants to be jumping through shit. So, um, those are mine. I think I'm going to go with the uh, that Tiger Driver. 
just because I I still can't believe that, that, that not. he's not dead from getting hit with that. So that was not absolutely crazy. I'll let you take. I'll let you start with MVP. Who you got in the MVP all right. category? MVPs names you've been hearing all freaking episode. Uh, my mid year MVPs. I wrote three people: uh, Orange Cassidy, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, and um, I'm going to go. See, the thing is, MVP is the most valuable person. Who is the most valuable out of those three names that I've put out there? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that, with that uh, set standard. I'm gonna go with Moxley. I'm gonna go with Moxley because I think if they didn't have Moxley in AEW, they would be in big trouble, like big, big trouble. Because that dude comes out every week. He has match after match after match. He goes out there and gives it all. He hypes the crowd up. It's he's just a it's his whole presentation and presence Uh, because Orange Cassidy, if they didn't have Orange Cassidy, somebody else would be it would be Ray Phoenix in there doing all that crazy shit and jumping all over the place and doing all that crazy shit. And Seth Rollins, as much as I love Seth Rollins, the MVP is really Roman Reigns in that company. Mm -hmm. Um, So. If they didn't have Seth Rollins, and I'm not, I don't want to downplay him either because he's great, but I just feel like for me, I think it's Moxley. He's the most important person in in his company. So I wanted to go with him. Yeah. So my, I really wanted to narrow this down to one. And my thing was, who is someone I want to see what, what they're doing every week? And mine's MJF. Yeah. Just seeing what he's doing. Every single yes, and we all know he does not wrestle as much. He's very verbal about that. Um, you see what he said on Twitter with his cat and all that yeah. shit. You guys, did you see what did? Max Caster posted on that tweet? No. You know, Max Caster's hilarious, bro. So Max Caster is doing this thing where every time MJF tweets, uh, he he basically on Twitter, MJF is Max Caster's boyfriend. Like, he's always saying, okay, MJF yes, is I've my boyfriend. That, yes. He posted a picture the other day. Not the other day. Like, it was a month or two ago. He posted, a like, a selfie where he was walking with MJF somewhere. And MJF looked pissed. And he's smiling. And the caption that he wrote was, boyfriend reveal. <laughs> and it's like, he's always doing shit like that to MJF. So, MJF posted a picture with the cat or whatever. He's like, finally, I'm home. Blah, 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 blah. He's, like, laying in bed with the cat. And... Platinum Max commented on the on the tweet that he posted. He wrote, "Why didn't you tag me as the photographer of this picture?" <laughs> it's like, yo, you gotta oh you gotta God. calm down, bro. You gotta relax. Yeah. So I went with that. I went with MJF just because I love it. But this next one is all you. I'm gonna think of something. Oof. But I'm leaving yeah, it so, in your hands. You know. Biggest, the the final category we have here, I added it last minute on Nick, kind of sprung it on him. Just something I was thinking about. And the category is called Biggest Free Fall. Now, I have five people on this list. Um, But I really think there's really, it only comes down to two people on here. And uh, I'm going to just go ahead and go through this list real quick. So for Biggest Free Fall, I have Karrion Cross. Wardlow, yep, yep. The Miz, 
shockingly enough, Rhea Ripley and Lacey Evans. So can't argue any of them. Karrion Cross. This dude has the look. He's got the girl. He's got the entrance. But I don't know what it is about this guy that he cannot get over. I don't think he's bad in the ring. People are saying he sucks in the ring. I don't see that. I think he's got cool moves. That Doomsday Saido looks brutal when he hits that Saido. Um, his his suplexes and all that shit look good. His finisher yeah. looks great. That fucking choke. I forgot what that choke is called that he does. Um, I I liked him in NXT a lot. So I was excited to see him jump onto the main roster. But, you know, obviously he showed up. Vince put him in a fucking Mad Max outfit. He got cut. He brought him back. But it's not working. It's just not. Everything that they give this guy to do somehow just fucks up and it goes to the wayside. So I don't know what's up with him. I don't know what's going on because when he showed up, they threw him right in there with Drew McIntyre. Like he attacked Drew. He was he got in there with Roman. They put the sand thing down in the ring for Roman Reigns. So they threw him in there into the main event level. And he just I don't know what's up with him, but I, I that's to me one of the biggest free falls. Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow. That's obvious. Wardlow was red piping hot. I mean, this dude was smoking. He was so hot. Off of that MJF, when he handed the ring to CM Punk to beat MJF, it was like, he right there, he was nuclear, like, over. He wins the title, perfectly fine. The title that looks good on you, it makes sense that he's champion. And then he just loses and gets it back and loses again and just gets it back again and loses again. So uh, I don't know what the fuck is up with Wardlow. I don't know. I have a there's a podcaster who I follow who when he lost uh, at, at uh, the pay-per-view or whatever, I was listening to the, the the recap that he was doing and he was like, did did Wardlow fuck Tony Khan's girlfriend or something? Like, uh, why is it that? What does Tony Khan have against this guy? I thought that shit was hilarious. So, the other ones on the list, the Miz, the Miz has lost. I don't think he's won this year. So, Miz has not won a match this year. So, that I threw him in there for that. Rhea Ripley, we talk about her every week. Why is she not involved in a feud? Why is she not wrestling? Why is she not defending the title? So. Kind of like it was a bit much for me to put her on this list, but it's I think it's a valid question. And Lacey, come on, man. Like she came back, she had that I'm ex-military rah-rah gimmick, and I'm a military girl and I kick ass and I'm back. And then she came back yeah. for like a week, she disappeared, she came back as Sergeant Slaughter, Miss Sergeant Slaughter. And she's losing every match, and then they take her off TV again, and it's like, I don't understand it. So, but if I had to pick one, it's Karrion Cross. It's 100% Karrion Cross. He's just, I don't even know why he's still on the roster, and I hate to say that shit, but I, I just, I we don't. We say that because we're fans, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but we'll see where it goes, but. Overall, a good half year of wrestling. 
I think looking back at this oh, yeah. reaction, I think 2023 started off better than 2022. Like so far, I've enjoyed wrestling a lot more this year than last year. Um, and it's crazy because when we do the year end, we're going to be talking this. But since then, we're going to have um, you're going to have SummerSlam. You're going to have All In. You're going to have All Out. You're, we're going to have Full Gear in November. They got Roadblock. They got oh no, not Roadblock. WWE's doing Payback and Fastlane, Survivor Series. Um, Maybe and I think another Saudi show in there probably. So yeah. like there's there's a lot of big like seven eight big shows left this year. We'll see what happens. See if anyone's gonna change our opinions from this list now in the future. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed wrestling so far this year. Like yeah, no it's been great. It's been great, and there's so much I, of it. Cause look, yeah, because looking back at it. I thought the second half of 2022 was better than the first half. Yeah, I mean, but that's also because the old man finally left the seat. Yeah, for real. That that was that that was a big help. But again, you know, look at all the things that we've had this year so far, and now we're heading towards the you know, it's it's always something when you're heading towards the holidays, things tend to pick up, um, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. You know. AW's got some big shows coming out. We got the fucking London show. Yeah. And then there's another pay-per-view the week after that. Like we still got SummerSlam. You know, it, it there's a lot happening. Survivor series is coming down the pike down there. So lots of shows. Lots and lots of shows. So just more wonderful wrestling coming. And more wrestling content coming from your boys. Yeah. Rest- speaking of that, you can follow me personally. On Instagram and um, Twitter at my name right there. Yep, follow the name. But most importantly, follow the show because that's all I really care about. Follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash and on YouTube at Wrestling Is Trash. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, everything. Past two videos have been amazing, amazing yeah, views. Just so we appreciate the love, support, keep bringing it back. Let us know what we could do better, too. We're both open to criticism. Uh, let us know things we could do better. Uh, or throw out the things you love that we do as well. Give us that criticism, whether it's good or bad. I, we both have thick skin. So unless, yeah. like, unless you come at like our families or something, I'm pretty sure There's we're not going to. Yeah, I think, I think we'll be good. But, uh, yeah, so keep, keep it up on YouTube. Pass that along to everyone. I'd like to think I listen to a lot of wrestling shows, and maybe I'm biased here, but I'd like to think we're good at not being biased towards any certain company. We give just our thoughts. We're level-headed about it. Um, so yeah, so please keep keep it up, keep it up. And that is yeah, all man. I have. What you got, Lou? Yeah, man, Lou from the BX host of the Everything Podcast. Goes to wrestling is trash. Go to the Everything Podcast on Instagram. From there, you can hit the link. You'll find all the stuff. Go to wrestling is trash on Instagram. Click on the link there where you'll be able to find things like this. The Wrestling is Trash merch, the official shirt of the show. Um, and, yeah, man, just thank you guys so much for the likes and the, the the follows. You guys are pushing us into the 100 mark for YouTube followers. That is tremendous. Uh, the views are crazy. I saw we got people in U.K. and Canada watching Wrestling is Trash. I have okay, no yeah, fucking idea, up. but that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, share with your friends if you enjoy wrestling, you know, if they enjoy wrestling content, 
they enjoy a non-biased, non-you know, polarizing show, send it off, man. Send it off. Just see if they like it. If they don't like it, cool. But at least send it off. Just if you're enjoying it, I'm sure one of your friends is gonna enjoy it too. So uh from Nick and myself, we thank you guys very much. We're going to bid you adieu and uh enjoy wrestling, guys. As always. Peace.